Meet the Narrator. Hello, we may have met before. My name is Bob Rollett. I recorded my first book for Calibre in June 2006. That was 364 pages of Attention All Shipping by Charlie Connolly. 15 hours, which was, in those distant days, 20 sides of C88 tape. I recently recorded my 321st book, Max the Detective Cat. Two and three quarter hours slipped onto a memory stick. So, how did all this book loving begin? Where does it all start? First, my granny Emily. She read to me a lot and taught me to read before I started school. And good old radio, probably wireless then, children's hour, Uncle Mac, stories coming alive. All this taught me to listen. So I listened to the wireless and to people, noted their speech peculiarities, a lisp, a stammer, an accent. Lots of books available peddling to library as often as possible, reading and living Biggles, sea stories. And then the 11 plus and off to grammar school. Lots of books, lots of reading. And E. Howard Bartley, Bart to us, my favourite teacher. And he still read to us. Once a week, a serialised version of something which came alive. He made books talk. I especially remember his reading of The History of Mr. Polly by H.G. Wells. Lots of characters, Alfred Polly, his wife, strange old Uncle Penstemon. Through that teacher, Bart, I was encouraged to read out loud. I overcame my workshop accent, discovered I could do pretty good impressions of teachers' various voices. Through Bart, I started acting. Colonel Lancelot Crupper in a school production, then to the local Retford Little Theatre, leading roles, Mr Toad in Wind in the Willows, Lord Fancourt Babberley in Charlie's Aunt. All of this is still making books talk. Here's a script, now lift it off the page, learn it, make the character and story live. Cannot leave the Little Theatre without mentioning the production of my three angels. Its main characters are three convicts. I was one of them, and at some point I had to collect a basket of some sort from backstage. Every performance it got heavier. Why? How? Or who? Turned out one of the backstage staff, this one in charge of props, thought it would be fun to see how much this particular angel convict could lift. The props girl was called Anne, without an E. The rest, as they say, is history, and that Anne has been propping me up one way or other ever since. That's another long story. We've been married now for 58 years. So, back to making books talk. I go to university, train to teach. I teach and then lecture in English and drama, in secondary schools and teacher training colleges, keep on making books talk. I connect with the professional theatre, with work on radio, etc. And then there are varied life changes. Most involve me talking, 
The major one is when I'm ordained and serve as a vicar and rector in the Church of England, 20 years making a special book talk and delivering about a thousand sermons. Speed up now. I've retired. We're living in Uppingham. For a moment, I can be very precise. On Saturday, the 28th of February, 2004, there's an eye-catching item in The Times. The headline is, It's the way you tell them. Subheadline, Could yours be the next great recording voice? Naxos Audiobooks, in association with The Times, is launching a Voice of the Year competition. Could I enter? Dare I be that ambitious? Enter that same Anne. Yes, of course you could. Do it. She who must be obeyed. So I get out the double cassette player from the garage. It squeaks a bit, but as ever, WD-40 does the trick. Running smoothly. Empty the kitchen. Close the doors. Here goes. Two pieces entered. One from their list with Mr Toad. Two, my choice, from the history of Mr Polly. Wait and wait. Closing date, 31st of March. Nine or ten weeks later, on the 5th of June, from almost 900 entries there is a short list of ten. Alphabetical order, of course, and at number eight, it's me. Two more weeks, the Times, June the 19th, 2004, the result. I'm second. Part of the prize is to do short recordings for Naxos audiobooks in their London studio. That's in Camden, which means that just getting there is an adventure for this small-town provincial. I make it, of course, into a professional studio. My producer is Garrick Hagen. He's a gentle, helpful American. Minor film star from Star Wars, Batman, etc. Biggs Darklighter. Couldn't be more helpful and encouraging. We record as the first part of my prize, The Brave Tin Soldier by Hans Christian Andersen. I love it. Later on I go to another professional studio, this time in Swiss Cottage, to record a small part of a monster 15-CD version of Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. I am loving this recording, Lark. I want more. Prepare demo disc. It's called Giving Voice. Success. I'm asked to record for Listening Books. There, London again, south of the Thames, train, taxi, no pay, expenses only. Learn about the tube from my producer, Tim. I do six educational books between 2005 and six, And then I hear that RNIB pay. Back to Camden for audition, a Gervais Finn extract. Success, record books for money but no expenses. My major book there is Stanley, the Great Explorer, Dr. Livingston, I presume, etc. It's 475 pages of small script. It is eventually a 23-hour recording, so I would have gone to Camden on at least six days. These are utterly exhausting days, 
drive to Kettering, train to St Pancras, tube to Camden, walk to studio, record, return journey, a 12-hour day. So it's to my absolute delight that R and I B open a studio in Peterborough. Half an hour drive, big free car park. I record the first full-length book ever recorded there by John Humphreys in God We Doubt. I record almost 70 books there before the studio closes in September 2016. Work there is with the producer, of course, so no technical stuff. For me, just prepare and get it right. The longest book I ever record for RNIB is a textbook, Sociology. It lasts 57 hours. What do I now know about the subject? Hmm, try deep hypnosis. The longest series is Belgareth the Sorcerer, a sort of sci-fi futuristic. That is seven books, 130 hours, 40 pages of character notes. In the meantime, searching the web, I come across Calibre Audio Library. Their readers work from home. No pay, but lots of interest, and I audition successfully. I visit Calibre in Aylesbury, instructed in the use of their equipment, load it up, bring it home, start recording. Complete my first book for them in June 2006. Attention All Shipping by Charlie Connolly. Love it. For two years I carry on with that kit. Big, chunky recorder using tapes. The longest is 20 hours and uses 26 tapes. And then from May 2008, the system changes to entirely digital. A neat kit based on a laptop computer, microphone and clever bits I can work but don't understand. Book completed onto a memory stick and off go hours of me. Their first digital book was recorded by me. So, how do I do it? In the studio, me, one side of a soundproof window, chair, book rest, book, microphone. Through the glass, another copy of the book, the producer. I read, producer listens, one or other of us spots a mistake. Rewind, replay to manageable gap, restart smoothly, carry on. At home for Calibre, I am actor and producer, so real honesty needed. Still needs full preparation. That means pronunciations, English and other. The invaluable Oxford BBC Guide to Pronunciation, and if that fails, the web, of course, a site called How Do You Say? H-O-W-J-S-A-Y. How Do You Say? Glanfire PC in full. Keeping the voice in trim matters, of course. In the studio, where I did aim to record five hours on a good day. I had water, apple juice, and an assortment of throat sweets. At home, much shorter sessions, usually mornings, about 7.30 to 8.30. Coming to the end. Concentrate on Calibre Audio Library. A wonderful charity, I've recorded about 320 books for them, average of eight hours each, so about 2,600 hours. In 2011, I was given a Centurion Award for over 100 books. 
presented to me by Gervais Finn. In 2013, I received the Centurion Silver for 150-plus, presented by Gillian Cross. Also that year, received a Diamond Jubilee Medal. In 2016, I was awarded Centurion Gold for over 200 books, presented by Hugh Fraser, Captain Hastings in Poirot. Also in 2016, a huge accolade, I'm painted on the wall. I'm a mural. Over the years with Calibre, I've received lots of very touching fan letters. I've raised funds in various ways. A few years ago, here in the nearby Rutland village of Wing, over £500 for a show. I made a CD of my own poetry and sold it at a Goldmark Gallery poetry show I did and made a few hundred more. Calibre managed to serve not only individuals, but also form book groups. The individuals listen, then meet to talk about it. I was invited to go and to take Anne to such a group at Bourne in Lincolnshire. They had one of my books. Hugely moving experience all round. We saw and heard at first hand just what it meant to those people. It made me very proud of Calibre and its work. Delighted, too, to see and hear that what started with Granny Emily and then Bart means I'm very grateful for the gift that enables me to go on making books talk. I do lots of other things as well as reading. When it's not words, it's often wood. I took up wood carving in 2004. Since then, I've produced over 80, usually quite small, carvings. They're around the house on shelves and walls. The children all have some, and one in 2015 was a Welsh dragon for a Calibre lady called Denise. My thanks to the Calibre staff, especially to Denise for many years now, always helpful and encouraging. Oh, I forgot to say, the last word to Anne, when isn't it? She says my listeners don't realise how lucky they are. When they've had enough, they can switch me off. <laughs>